Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mbudiwa Gavaza, and for today, we do get into um, perhaps the biggest story that's happening in the world of uh, technology right now, and uh, that is uh, ChatGPT. If you haven't heard of it, it is a uh, natural language processing system using uh, artificial intelligence uh, that has been blowing people's minds over the last month and uh, it's made a lot of impact you know for something that's been around for as short a time as it has at least in consumers eyes uh, because behind the scenes open ai which is behind the platform um, has been hard at work for a number of years now but at least for consumers uh, this has really really made a huge impact a lot of ripples a lot of users being gained by the platform in a very short space of time and while there is a lot of promise anything that is good out there we've proven time and time again as human beings that uh, you know it can be turned into a negative um, so as much as we look at the opportunity what are the possible threats from a cybersecurity point of view and uh, for today uh, we are going to be you know chatting around uh, all of those different issues as a company should you be investing in this should you be protecting yourself uh, from something like this. So to help us to understand what's going on, we are joined by Stephen Osler, who is the co-founder and business development director over at Enclose, and uh, he's going to be chatting to us around all of these uh, and other issues. Stephen, greetings to you. Did I pronounce your surname correctly? Yeah, you did. Thanks, Madiwa. <laughs> uh, nice to be on the podcast with you today. And thanks for having me. Now, thank you so much for being with us. Perhaps before we get deep um, into the world of uh, ChatGPT, you could just give us a little bit of insight as in close, a little bit about your own business uh, before we launch, uh, before we get into the weeds about ChatGPT. Get into the weeds. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, so uh, Enclose is a business that's been around for sure, just over 16 years, uh, cybersecurity specific. Um, and, you know, what we try and do is help our customers to detect cyber events really early. And uh, when they when we detect them, because the reality is, is that it's not a matter of uh, if you'll be compromised, it's more a matter of when. And we just try and help our clients to to really reduce the the, the potential damage that a compromise could create and help them to respond appropriately, whether it be technology using technology that we've built or technology that we help our, our clients. Um, that's pretty much what we do in a, in a relatively small nutshell. Now, I can imagine that for a business that's been around for 16 years, you've probably, um, as some people would say, seen it all by now because quick maths tells me that you guys started either in 06 or 07 which means you know just a couple of years after facebook's launch which means before social media even became what it is right now before cloud computing you know took over the way that it has uh, so i'm pretty sure that for you guys when you're looking at something like artificial intelligence now we're talking about chat gpt it's been very interesting for you guys to see all of these different advancements happening um, in technology and how all of that comes in and affects the cybersecurity landscape. So with all of that in mind, then chat GPT, what is it, you know, for the layman, for the person that has been sitting under a rock 
uh, for the last uh, month or six weeks or so and doesn't know what this thing is. Uh, what are we talking about? So, yeah, so absolutely. We've been around for quite some time. We're generally quite conservative in our approach. So so to be very honest, we try to learn as much as we can about something before we, before we try and, you know, create an opinion around it. Um, what is GPT? Uh, if you look at the actual translation or the, the what an acronym actually is, it's generative pretend transformer. Transformer is essentially another word for, word for a model. Um, and what it what it actually does is it it uses computing power to generate text that is legible and makes absolutely you know coherent sense to somebody. Uh, Chat GPT is essentially a bot that, when prompted with particular questions, uh, has the ability to give you really concise and, and um, natural language that is easy to understand and um, hopefully gives you a relatively concise and accurate answer. Um, but the reality is, is, I think, specifically for Chat GPT, um, some of the answers that it's giving you are not 100% accurate. Yeah, so they, they could be plausible sounding just because of the nature in where it puts answers across to the actual user, but they aren't always 100% accurate. The reality is, is this, this, this uh, platform is using large volumes of data and is processing large volumes of data in order to, to determine an actual answer. So yeah, so so that's where that comes from. If we look at things like artificial intelligence, certainly the security industry has been looking at AI to for for a number of years. Um, if you think about you know technology vendors that essentially hedge on artificial intelligence, probably Darktrace is the one that's been around for the longest. Um, but um, but in our honest opinion, we you know we don't think artificial intelligence is 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 good enough just yet to be able to really you know, address the cybersecurity challenges within the industry. It certainly can help, um, but what we find, it just generally generates too much noise at this point in time. And in our industry, noise is not great. Noise uh, noise helps, it finds it's more difficult to find a needle in the haystack. So, so yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to where we are, you know, when you look at the internet, when you look at uh, the way that people are consuming content, um, the way that people are doing work, I think sometimes we tend to forget uh, the power that is still in simple text. So the, what ChatGPT has been able to do, you know, um, giving those responses that sound so human-like, uh, in certain cases, even writing computer code in, you know, for, for what it does, um, you then understand that actually text is still a very important thing. You know, before we get to the deep fakes and, you know, all of that other stuff that, uh, <laughs> that people are dealing with. And a lot of people have hailed, you know, um, what OpenAI has been able to to do you know with something like this so the question then becomes you know from what you can see because you said that the cybersecurity industry has been looking at ai systems for a while just to assess the threats is the threat from your point of view right because there's so many people that are like this is the future we are now inside the future um right how do you then think about the threat that's coming about? And one of the things I'm really curious to understand is, I guess, launching off of what you said just now is, does ChatGPT present a new threat 
you know, when it comes to what you guys are seeing because you've been looking at AI systems for so long? Is it a new threat or is it simply uh, an evolution of what's already been, um, been there when it comes to other AI systems and the type of threats that they can pose to organizations and businesses? Um, you know, what, what ChatGPT could potentially be used is to just augment or change the way the traditional threat actors are are trying to attack traditional organizations, right? So, so is there at this point in time? Do I think that there's a there's a you know a significant increase in the potential threats from ChatGPT? I, I I don't think so. What it might just be doing is it, it's giving the potential threat actors, whether that be you know a, a basement buddy or a you know or a, or an actual nation state, it's maybe just making their lives a little bit easier. As it is potentially making everybody else's lives a little bit easier. Uh, and I think this is, you know, the, specifically with ChatGPT, it really does, um, you know, it gives the, the standard everyday consumer out there the ability to write a really nice, you know, the, the, you know as they say, junk in, junk out. If you write a really nice query or a request within ChatGPT, you could get a really good response. Uh, and, and you could use those responses to make your lives a little bit easier every day. Um, you know, heavily complex or really difficult questions, it, it might not be able to give you that real concise answer or, or, or response. But I think sometimes these attackers might not look for that. They might just look at the low-hanging fruit. They might just look for ways that a particular, you know, this chat GPT model can, can actually just help them to, to potentially attack an organization a little bit faster or slightly change, you know, change the particular code of their malware uh, to bypass, you know, the traditional systems that are there to detect the incidences. But, but are we going to see different types of threats? Are we going to see different modus operandi's around this? You know, I think we, it's, it's potentially too early to see, too early to tell. And that's, you know, I said earlier. Um, it, it's so, yeah, I think ChatGPT is only seven or eight weeks old. But it has got so many users that I, you know, I've tried, to, I've tried to get onto the platform on a few occasions now to try and show my wife because, you know, she said to me, you know, what, what is this ChatGPT? She's hearing people talk about it, and I'm like, well, I can't actually to to explain it to a lay individual is quite challenging, but to show you is really is really, you know, you can really show the power of a tool set like this, but but you, you know, the platform's just oversubscribed, overused, and uh, and. You know, maybe it's because you know all the hackers, all the guys, that, you know, the real tech buffs, all the guys that are on there trying to trying to figure it out. You know, uh, in in preparing for uh, you know this particular session, I was actually talking to our producer Paige about ChatGPT and OpenAI and everything that we're doing, and we actually she actually registered accounts, and we were now on the Dali side of things. We were on the ChatGPT, and uh, I will say that getting onto ChatGPT was much harder. Um, I think the novelty of Dali has, you know, sort of worn off. So there's a little bit more capacity on that side. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, using ChatGPT is a bit tough at the moment because um, of how much demand there is, um, you know, on the platform um, right now. You know, outside of uh, the, the, the traditional threats, because um, we often... What's the word I'm looking for? In cybersecurity, there's certain things that you sort of are expecting. Um, phishing, email compromise, there's uh, 
um what's the what are the things that people are doing social engineering uh that type of thing and i can see an application like this for example in a in a social engineering case it could literally have a whole conversation with someone and uh, make someone think that they are possibly a representative of an organization a company government whatever it is i can see um, you know, that application. Uh, but we've seen other people looking at it in different ways. Schools, some schools are banning it, saying that, uh, you know, people are going to be cheating and that type of thing. So do you think there's a difference in the way that people are thinking about threats, you know, when it comes to a chat GPT? You're looking at it from the lens of a cybersecurity expert. So you're obviously looking at how can bad actors use this thing. Whereas others are simply like, kids are going to be cheating with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, be, to be honest, we're looking at it from, from, from two perspectives, right? So we're looking at it, obviously, how could this potentially change the way that a threat actor potentially attacks? But we're also looking at it as to as to change the way that we potentially think about how we protect our clients from potential cyber attacks. So there's always two sides of a coin. But the other challenge that we have is that, you know, whenever there's a new piece of tech, specifically in, you know, the security industry, or when there's a new threat, you know, we're, and, and you know, unfortunately, I'm guilty of doing this sometimes, is that fear-mongering is, a, is, a, is something that happens. And, you know, as soon as, as soon as, the, the fear mongering and that that social talk starts to happen, then then you'll find people making rash decisions around, you know, restricting access because of the fact that you know, as an example, when you say people schools are banning it because it could potentially um, uh, help students from in, in cheating in, at tests, but uh, you know, yeah, I think there's still so much unknown about the platform, how it gets used, and, and the reality is that it is still open source. You, you know, you, you can, the code is there for everybody to use, and I think they're currently, you know, they're currently looking at OpenEye is currently looking at commercializing it, and what that commercialization will look like at a later stage, you know, I think nobody will know until it eventually comes to the fore, but that might change things, and, it, and also bring an element of credibility to the platform. Um, you know, when you need to pay for it, generally, I think a lot of people then then hold it in a slightly high regard and, and give it a little bit more credibility. So only you know time will tell in that regard. You know, um, when it comes to the open, uh, what you call this open sourced aspect, it's something that uh, you know just keen to get your thoughts on because that does feed into this the security aspect. Some of the experts that we've spoken to do say that uh, open source systems tend to be more secure. Uh, because the code base is out there and then, you know, you can, you know, I, I'm not even going to get into the technicals, but from what we understand, open source systems are safer. But the question now is, for how long can a chat GPT remain, you know, open source? Because we often see um, some of these companies coming um, with an open source uh, type of solution project or problem. And then after you know, it reaches a certain stage, they close it off and then they start commercializing it. I'm thinking about um, Netflix and its uh, recommendation algorithm. They probably have one of the best in the world and that was an open source project up until a certain point, then they closed it off and now it's what actually helps them make a, uh, a lot of money. Any thoughts around that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
open source, whether it's more secure or less secure, I think that you know you will find open source projects that are not well um, uh, subscribed is probably the right word, or they're not well supported from the community. Because the reality is, uh, the idea around open source is community-based project, and the community contributes to making sure that the versions are up to date, the new features are released, and obviously the, secure, the, the technology is secure. So that is the idea around the open source um, concept, right? And but likewise, the community can also make adjustments and changes to the code in order to improve and bring enhancements and improvements. So, so that being, brings one element to the fore, but open source also gives you the ability to share the code. So the code can be reused and changed and modified in order to get reach a different result. So, so there's always change, challenges with regards to that. Um, then the other element is, is, you know, yes, I think, you know, uh, OpenAI and ChatGPT, I think I read, I read an article the other day is that they've, you know, they've reached a million subscribers faster than any other social platform you know, out there. Facebook was a number of years, YouTube was a number of years, ChatGPT was, you know, a couple of weeks, which is really quite, it's astounding. So I think it took, I think it took OpenAI a little bit by surprise. Um, they're, they're, I know Microsoft is invest, investing a, a few billion dollars in the platform um, in order to see how it can, you know, improve their business and how they interact with their users or, so, or how they, you know, develop more technology. So, there's a lot happening in that space and only time will tell. It's really difficult to make an assumption in terms of how that will impact the end user. Maybe there'll be a, a light, free, um, uh, you know, tool that a consumer can use that is significantly restricted, only a certain amount of queries during a day. You know, that might be the case. And then if you want to get um, full access, it's an enterprise license that gives you access to certain elements within the within the tool set. But you know, it's so difficult to see. We see a lot of, you know, security-based tools that start up open source and exactly that. When they really reach, reach you know, a terminal velocity or certain user base, then all of a sudden they say, okay, great. You know, how do we, how do we actually commercialize this and, and uh, bring a commercial aspect to the tool set? Bringing a commercial aspect to the tool set also does uh, bring positives to, to the tool set because what it does is it gives uh, reliable roadmaps. It brings um, an accountability when it comes to who's who is actually responsible for securing the platform. So, so while while you know commercializing a platform is is sometimes negative because it means you need to pay for it. Uh, it does bring certainly large organizations. It brings in the ability. It, it brings introduce a, a, a stability side of things. So it gives them the ability to to be more. Um, rigid around their planning and how they budget for things and gives them a peace of mind in terms of making sure that, that you know, there's an element of accountability. They can go to open AI and say, okay, guys, you know, there's a, there's a patch that needs to be, you know, there's, there's a, there's an export there that needs to be patched. Uh, you know, can you give us an SLA in terms of how, you know, how soon you're going to, you're going to patch that particular export. So there are, you know, positives and negatives to, to, you know, commercializing tool sets or commercializing technology. Um, but it's always great when there still remains some element of freeware in there somewhere, right? No, no, more certainly. And going forward, it will be interesting to see um, how OpenAI decides that it's going to commercialize these uh, different platforms that it's bringing to the market. Because these guys, they've been, you know, working for a number of years. But it seems now with the, the applications that they've brought, uh, whether it's DALI, whether it's ChatGPT, that they are, 
that they are at that point where they are ready to at least show us what they've been working on can actually do um you know from a solutions point of view um in the commercial space and uh, that's where i sort of maybe want to end off today's discussion is around uh, that issue of opportunity because we've spoken quite a bit about uh, threats in the space and why even with the new technology there needs to be that understanding and that uh, it could pose a threat and uh, I'm going to ask, you know, f- uh, from a c- cybersecurity point of view, right, with some of the applications that people are already making, you know, some people have even coded programs using yeah, ChatGPT. Um, could the underlying code base of GPT be used in a cybersecurity environment, for example, maybe to code programs, maybe to, you know, code some type of a cybersecurity solution in a business's environment, that type of thing? That, uh, what, uh, you know, whether it be able to code something, I don't know, but certainly, you know, we've seen already a few use cases where ChatGPT can, can be used to, to verify code, right? So to look for things like, you know, um, particular exploits and in, 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 or vulnerabilities in code that's already been written. Um, you know, I've, we've seen those as, as areas where it could be utilized within an organization um, to certainly make things happen faster, um, but, um, you know, get, get the tool set, get ChatGPT to write an actual application or a, or a, uh, that might be a little bit strong, maybe a few scripts here and there, absolutely. And that might, uh, that might make our uh, interviewing process a little bit more challenging when we're asking our candidates to write scripts. But, uh, but you know, I think time will tell. It's a very exciting space, you know, not just for, you know, not just for a security business like ourselves, but also for, I think, I would, I would say, you know, every, every business in South Africa that has, that wants to potentially, you know, speed up really, you know, low-hanging fruit um, tasks, you know, that's a great platform to use that, uh, to use. But I think, you know, there's, again, there's still so much unknown about the about the capabilities within the tool set and how accurate it is. And obviously that will come out as time will tell. Um, but I, I do certainly think for, for a, a, you know, a country like South Africa, this type of technology really has the power to, to help drive adoption and get, you know, get, you know, standard users to really use it and get some benefit out of a tool set like this. Now, excellent. And it will be interesting to see, you know, what happens, you know, from that point of view. And uh, lastly, from us, um, you mentioned just now the fact that it does present some good opportunities, especially for businesses that want to maybe speed up certain processes and the like. And the question is just more about, obviously, um, you guys are in the space, you guys are constantly looking at technology advancements, but for the wider economy, wider business environment, do you anticipate that uh, ChatGPT and its applications is something that South Africa is going to latch onto? Because in your in your preparing to 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 safeguard people's environments, it depends 
on whether or not people will be exposed to this technology. Um, so I guess the question is just about does South Africa seem like the envir- like an environment where we're going to be seeing a lot of um, chat GPT usage or are we typically a wait and see type of uh, market when it comes to technologies? Uh- so I think there's already a significant amount of usage of the platform in South Africa. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I think it is standard consumers who are using the platform to make their days, you know, their lives a little bit easier. I saw uh, one of my connections on LinkedIn was using it to to vet or to review content within CVs that he was busy reviewing, you know. So it's just making little tasks, little day-to-day mundane tasks, just a little bit easier, a little bit faster. So I'm sure there's really widespread usage of that, those particular, you know, um, use cases of the application. Um, in terms of uh, utilizing it in, in corporate space and, and to, I think, I think there might be a little bit of a hesitancy there because of the fact that it's so new, because of the fact that uh, it is still open source and it, you know, it is only, you know, seven or eight weeks old. So it is really new. Uh, if you, I mean, I, I go to, um, if I were to go to any one of my clients and say, guys, here's a security tool, you can use it for free, it's eight weeks old, they'll tell me to take a long walk of short bridge, right? So, um, so I think what might happen is, you know, when it becomes commercialized, if it becomes commercialized, I think it's, I think it's more of a concern of when than it is if, um, there'll be a little bit more confidence and, and we'll see a little bit more uptake to see how that particular tool can be used within businesses in order to make, you know, use things to be make things better and whether it be in their interactions with consumers um, and and use the tool set like that, you know, that, that still remains to be seen, but or to actually, you know, improve the, the way the organization does business uh, just within the, you know, themselves that, that we'll have to wait and see. No, most certainly we definitely will have to wait and see. So that's been us. It's been a very fascinating discussion around chat GPT. That is the natural language uh, processing um, artificial intelligence system that's uh, come out of uh, open AI. Um, it is just a couple of weeks old, I think six to eight weeks, uh, but it's uh, been able to get uh, millions of users within a very short uh, space of time. A lot of people hailing its abilities and also hailing what it can do uh, but for the purposes of uh, this discussion um, we have uh, Stephen just highlighting some of the challenges and also potential risks and threats that uh, something like this could pose to organizations businesses and uh, the consumer environment uh, talking about how it could be one of those tools because a lot of people are using it for from an efficiency point of view where we see bad actors uh, when it comes to cybersecurity using something like this just as a new way um, of attacking people. Um, There's, uh, you know, email compromise, there's social engineering, all of these different ways in which people could be using uh, something like uh, ChatGPT to attack, um, you know, an organization or consumers that are out there, but also just getting into conversations around some of the opportunities um, that are available in the space. It's still very new, still very nascent. 
and that's likely to result in some hesitancy particularly uh, from uh, organizations but in the consumer environment it seems to really be taking off so we wait to see how things develop from there and then we spent a lot of time talking about um, whether the the system will remain open source and uh, some of uh, the pros and cons um, of uh, existing in that paradigm so that's been it it's been a great discussion we were talking to uh, Stephen Osler who is uh, the co-founder and uh, who is a co-founder and business development director of uh, at Enclose they are a cybersecurity specialist firm Stephen thank you so much for being with us today thanks very much Madiwe This is Take. Very fascinating discussion um, there with Stephen. And I think going forward, ChatGPT is definitely going to be one of those platforms that is here uh, to stay. The question is about whether or not the open AI is going to be the dominant player in the space. At least for now, they have um, what seems to be a first mover advantage. Um, so going forward, um, let's see what they do. Like I said during the conversation, they've got two big um, applications. That is DALI, uh, which is able to turn uh, text input into an image. Then you've also got ChatGPT, which we were talking about just now. So watching them releasing uh, these two applications very close to each other in 2022 uh, sort of signals, at least to me, um, that uh, OpenAI is ready to commercialize the the, the platform um, that they've been working on uh, all of these years. And I think just those two platforms they sort of shows what the underlying technology can do and i think it's quite surface level if we're going to be honest the likes of microsoft uh for them to be wanting to throw in billions you know 10 billion um you know additional investments they are seeing you know all of this potential um you know that is there so i do think going forward this is going to be a company open ai that's going to be making a lot of noise and we're going to be seeing more and more applications how it develops over time we wait and see uh, but depending uh, what aws has been uh, to cloud computing um, one could realistically see uh, chat gpt uh, being for ai And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.